What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of PB&J, Pastors Banter in Jesus. We know we've been MIA for a little bit. We'll talk about that here in a second, but welcome. Glad yeah. you're here. It's a big welcome back. Yeah, it's a big welcome it's been back. A, it's been a minute since we've been here talking to you guys, Yeah, um, but we're glad to be back. Oh, so glad. Yeah, for those of you that maybe this is uh, the first time here or you just need a refresher, my name is Mason. This is Andrew. Uh, so glad that you are here. Um, the reason we named PB&J, right, we'll go into it for a second. Two pastors, uh, two different expressions of ministry. Uh, I, myself, Mason, work within the walls of a church, uh, and I'm a youth pastor here with a local church. Andrew was a youth pastor with a local church, but now his ministry revolves uh, outside the church. Um, still very much involved with the body, but... Um, his ministry involves uh, working outside, which is fantastic. Um, so it's really cool to see the two uh, expressions come together and uh, two different viewpoints and how God uses those to uh, bring together a beautiful PB&J sandwich. Um, yeah. What do we determine? Was I the jelly or were you yeah, the jelly? Yeah, you're jelly. I'm jelly. Butter. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm down. Because um, you're so sweet. I'll take that. Oh, I said you were smooth and creamy, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. The sweet, sweet part sticky. threw me off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. <laughs> wow. Yep. Oh, yep, man. Yep. Yeah. Okay, all right. I, you know, talk about PB&Js. I get hungry. How do you feel about Uncrustables? Dude, you just read my mind. Did you? I was just, we have Uncrustables in the fridge, and I was like, I kind of want an Uncrustable right now. They're fantastic. Yeah. We, we, we're big, big believers in Uncrustables in our home. Yeah. Um, we actually got the off-brand Uncrustables. Because I went to, I was at Walmart the other day, and I was going to get a box of Uncrustables, and they only had grape jelly. Oh. Which I'm not opposed to. See, I like the grape. Yeah. I just don't think it, like, it's not bad, but it's not as good as a strawberry. Ah, see, strawberry throws me off. It's like sometimes strawberry has little seeds and it mm. annoys me. So I, I ignore the strawberry. See, when I think of seeds, I think of raspberry jelly. Mm, maybe raspberry jelly yeah. has all the seeds in it. Maybe I've just been prejudiced against red jelly of some <laughs> kind. <laughs> you need to work on your uh, like jelly, like colorism i don't yeah i don't know what that would be um but yeah so i was there so they didn't they only had grape which again i'm not opposed to grape yeah i don't even know if i've had a grape uncrustable though i was just like my heart was set on on strawberry i consoled my wife and i was like listen how do we feel about grape and she's like i was really thinking strawberry so <clears throat> right next to it was the great value uncrustables which one they're squares which that's weird off yeah used to the circles um, so I got those and they're okay. They're not as good. Um, the ratio is a little bit off in really? the, in the great value one. Yeah. A little too much peanut butter. Mm, um, see, that can make it, that can make a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Cause then you're like, like all the jellies like right in the middle. Uh, yeah. So you almost have to eat around the outside, get a really dry, like chopping and then get the jelly water. to close it off. <laughs> Sandy water. <laughs> nice. Thanks. Great SpongeBob reference. Great show. Uh-huh. Oh, that makes sense. Classic. So anyway, that's my Uncrustable story. Yeah. Um, yes. But all that to say, I love Uncrustables. They're fantastic. I used to take them for high school. Um, this is many years ago. We're talking like mm. 10 plus years ago now. Makes me feel old. But um, You are. Uh, yeah, I know. I wake up and I, my knees hurt mm -hmm. uh, and I just slept weird. Um, yeah. But I used to take them. I'd freeze them and then I would then put them in like my backpack once I would go because they're sealed, right? So I wouldn't need a lunchbox because I didn't want to be the lunchbox kid. Right. Which there was nothing wrong with a lunch. Looking back, that was a stupid thing to be yeah. like, yeah. you know, don't want to be the lunchbox kid. Why? There's a lot of stupid things that were stupid when yeah. we look back to high school though. Yeah. And oh, if yeah. you're a high schooler listening, just 
like you're going to look back in 10 years and be like, that was stupid. That was all. That was so stupid. hundred percent. But you know what? You do your thing right now. Yeah. And, and besides you have better stories about it anyways later. Um, but yeah, I would take it. And then by the time lunchtime rolled around, they would be perfectly defrosted mm. where it wasn't like, like everything was nice and cool. Right. But it wasn't like soggy, like the jelly hadn't started uh, to seep yeah. through the peanut yeah, butter to the yeah. bread, but it was like perfect. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I think all of ours are frozen right now. But it's like perfect for like road trips oh, or like just to break out. I mean, it's just so convenient, right? I'm going to buy a box of them for my road trip to Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah, we're going out to Iowa. We're going to have probably three boxes. Oh, yeah. At least. Oh, yeah. And energy drinks, Uncrustables and energy drinks, and sunflower seeds. Do you really need anything more than life? That is, that is the sustenance of life. Is it blasphemous to say that might have been the manna from God? I don't think so. <laughs> what if we get to heaven <laughs> and we be. find out that the manna was Uncrustables, but they didn't know what peanut butter and jelly was yet, <laughs> yeah. so they're just like, I don't know, manna seems like a good that name. That sounds like a good word. <laughs> <laughs> manna. Oh, yeah. No, that might. Ate it was like, man, these are good. <laughs> 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 and that brings us into our next fun topic of Andrew's a dad now. Yeah, uh, yep. dad so, jokes come naturally now. Oh, it must be. Do you have a punch card or is it like a mm-hmm. book or like how does that work? Yeah, you go in for like a procedure. Um, it's kind of like the you know like when Wolverine was like under the water getting pumped full of animantium. <laughs> like like injected it into him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what, when you become a dad, that's actually, they do that in the hospital before you leave. Ah, that's mm-hmm. good to know. It's way less intense. It's way less cool. You still get to like jump out of the water like oh, he yeah. did and like flex and be like, yeah. but you still have a dad bod, you know? That's fair. I mean, I'm already working on mine. But, yeah. Nowhere near a kid yet. So yeah. Yeah. So no, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> yeah, um, it's crazy. I'm, I'm a father now and it's, uh, it's super weird. That is, but super cool. Um, congratulations. Uh, I know I've said it to you, Thank but you. in private, but now I got to say it to you publicly yeah. on, on the radio waves. Um, so yeah. Hey, congratulations. It's exciting. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Little, uh, you just got to meet him. He's, he's a cute little guy. Adorable. Um, he likes to raise his hand. Yep. Yep. He does like to raise his hand. And so going back to what we talked about, I don't know how many episodes ago, but we have a lot. We haven't had anybody who was like, oh, he has your eyes. You did it. Nobody got has a cute done kid. that. We've got a cute kid. There you so, go. So really proud of that. Um, if you didn't hear that, go back. I don't know which one it was. So you're just going to have to go listen to all the episodes and figure yeah. it out. Yeah. But Mason was saying that this knowledge he received from his sister, which I don't want to ruin anybody's, you know, kid, but... If someone, instead of saying like, oh, they're cute or whatever, if they say, oh, they have your eyes or your nose or Like if they pick a specific feature to highlight. And they don't even say it's cute. They just say they have your blank. You might have an ugly kid. Sorry if we just shattered reality. Yeah. But sometimes ugly babies turn into beautiful children. So, yeah, totally. and beautiful adults. Like, totally. well, yeah, you never yeah. know. I and think sometimes I they don't. Baby. But you know what? It's They're still just, beautiful. Yeah. In Jesus's eyes. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure I am ugly and I look like an eggshell. So, like, <laughs> my fiance finds me handsome. Yeah. So, we're good. That, like, that's all that every, matters. There's somebody there for everybody. That's all right? that matters. If you want to see what he looks like, you just go to our Instagram page and. Yeah. See his mug on there. Can watch me jamming out to Creed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As everyone should. Yeah. Actually, I made that real. And then um, Creed did not make it in my my Spotify wrapped. Really? Yeah. I was kind of surprised. I 
I w- actually wasn't surprised at all. I really like Creed, but I don't jam out to them as right. often. But I love that one song, like right, Higher right. by Creed. Can oh my gosh, so good. take me higher? And then like as a, as a big Rangers fan, Texas Rangers, you know, they won the World Series. Uh-huh. But during the postseason run, they were jamming out to Creed. Every it's like the start of the postseason, they played higher, and so like every mid break in the stadium, you could hear all the announcers are trying to talk and fill time. You could hear like Creed higher playing in the background. It was awesome. Creed visited during one of the World Series games. Like it was cool. That's awesome. That's so cool. Creed's awesome. You know, Creed and Nickelback both get bad raps. Yeah, yeah, they do. Uh, it It became like so cool to like hate on them, but like everybody loved them. Like yeah. 10 years ago, everybody did. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, that's not cool. So we're all yeah. going to hate on him. But like deep down, everyone still loves him. It's true. Both of them. You like, know? I still enjoy Nickelback. Like you play Nickelback song. I'm not going to be like, oh, turn that off. Right, like, right. I might I actually know. jam out to it. Like, I'll be honest. Man, I don't know where that came from. Look at this photograph. <laughs> Look at this graph. <laughs> that was like one of my favorite <laughs> internet <laughs> things. And it was like, like, you could tell they cut it and just right. stretched it like, graph. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I forgot about that from the deep recesses of my brain. It's just you know, like yeah. Photoshop the smile on his face too. Yeah, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, that was awesome. Uh, too good. Such too good. good times. You had yeah. to be there in the early days of the internet. Yeah, when memes were a thing. The World Wide Web. So fun. Um, well, what you what you just experienced, just so you know, is the the B and PB and J. We like to banter and we start by bantering and, and, uh, yeah, that's just kind of what we do because we're Mason and I've been friends for a long time and we like to talk about nothing for a little bit. It's true. And I have one last nothing thing to talk about and it goes back to one of our previous topics. So the episode where we talked about could a civilian land a plane Mm -hmm. if, if, uh, if, um, Ground control helped, right? Pilots are unconscious. You said absolutely not. Yeah. I said absolutely. Like, it, I can do it. I believe in full wholeheartedly myself. So yeah. that friend I was talking about that uh, is a Southwest pilot. Uh, had a Christmas party and he was there. And um, uh, asked him. And he talked for, you know, we went back and forth for a little bit. And he's like, it's going to be real rocky. Real bad. Real rough. But I think it could happen. Oh, so really? yeah, he's like, it, it, it's real, it's real rocky and it really depends on the person. It really does depend on the person. Right, right. So matter of factly, he's like, not everyone's going to be able to do it. He's like, your best bet is hoping that somebody has their private pilot's license. Somebody has something right. Uh-huh. Um, but if nothing happens there, there is a chance that someone with no experience ground control could get them close because autopilot's going to get you most of the way there. Right. Autopilot's going to get in. They're going to walk you through. Because remember how I said you land and take off in the air, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have to pilot that. Uh, I put in the autopilot numbers, and then the autopilot numbers adjust the plane to that point in the runway. Uh-huh. And then once you get close, that's when the pilot takes over. Right. But he's like, it, it's not going to be pretty. People might get hurt, but <laughs> <laughs> it could uh, be possible. He never said for sure, but he said it could be. And I'll take that. I will take those odds. Yeah, yeah. You know what? You can try it on the next flight you're on. Just hop in the cockpit, <laughs> knock them out, try it. Be, be my guest. For any TSA agents or whatever government agency <laughs> is watching, I promise you that is not a plan of mine. Uh, he told me it was. So but This is all a joke. Careful. For legal reasons, this is a joke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. 
gosh. Well, yeah. So yeah, there you go. There's the B. That was the final. Sometimes we yeah. have to circle back and, and go back to those things. But yeah, you know, well, we probably will again at some point yeah. in this. So, so anywho, well, we Mason and I were talking about talking about what we wanted to talk about, and uh, you know, this this resonates for me right now because my child is three weeks old. Um, you don't get really any peace and quiet, quiet except for when he's sleeping, which when he's sleeping, you try and sleep. Uh, and then during the day, you know, I'm, I'm out working and from my work, I, I, yeah, I'm working all day, every day, pretty much. So, um, it's just crazy. And then you get into holidays are here. We had Thanksgiving. Now we have Christmas and new yeah. year's rolling around starting to think about tax season oh gosh <laughs> for some most I forgot people. that existed <laughs> yeah yeah um it can really be like the most wonderful time of the year can really be the most chaotic time of the year for yeah. a lot of people probably most people yeah um you know our families decided this year we're like hey we're not doing presents this year Everybody's had a lot of like we have a hospital bill coming from oh, dude. a baby. We had to put new tires on a truck. You know, my siblings are moving. My other sibling got married. Yeah. Like so, everybody's just like, listen, maybe we just There's hang out, family time, no presents, right? And which was such like a relief, like a relief. I should say it was such a relief for us because like for some reason there's this weird pressure oh, yeah. when this season rolls around of yeah. like, Oh man, we got to buy presents. We got to do this. We got to go to Christmas parties, which we love all Christmas parties, but right, it's right. still busyness. It's, it's still extra things thing. going on. Exactly. And so the, within all of that, it's, you know, in the most chaotic time, not wonderful time. It can be wonderful, but yeah. we're going to call it the most chaotic time of the year. Um, what do we do and how do we respond? Yeah. Right. Um, how do we, you know, how do we react to that? How do we, um, and I think it's, uh, I'm going to say this and then I'll let you kind of introduce it more on your end too. But like, how do we take control? Right. When it feels like Mm -hmm. we might not have a lot of control. And I think that's where, like it can feel like everything's spiraling, everything's moving around you, everything's circling around your head and it's chaotic and you got this party and that party and this party and you got to figure out these finances and this and this mm-hmm. and this. Like you have no control. Everything's just happening to you for like two months. Yeah. Right. So we're going to talk about a little bit of where to go and I'll let Mason specify a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. And I think bouncing off of that too, like you, you hit something um, kind of important there of when we look at it, um, there's many things that run through our head, right? Like I look at my calendar and uh, for the month of December and I had every single weekend booked. Uh, and and the one weekend I didn't have quote unquote booked, I booked specifically for time for myself, um, you know, going on a hunting, tri- hunting trip with my dog. So that way I could have a break. And I'm very glad I did that because the next weekend after it was like this Christmas party, this church event, this time with these people, this time with the grandparents are coming into this town, you know, all, all the different things that, that come in. And then <clears throat> like you mentioned, the stresses of, of buying presents of, um, or even expectations, right. Uh, that may not be spoken, but maybe are very real felt and very real, right. The expectations there. And so it becomes chaos. It becomes busy. It becomes terrifying, um, nerve wracking, whatever, whatever word or emotion you're feeling there, um, becomes real with that. And then we, but then we're told, Oh, it's supposed to be wonderful and cheerful. 
right? And so how do we, how do we handle those things? And, and really we come from a place of, of even try to understand this verse, uh, Psalm 40, the first part of Psalm 4610, which says, uh, be still and know that I am God. Well, how do we be still mm-hmm. and know that he is God mm-hmm. in the midst of this chaos, in the midst of everything, right? When nothing is still around us. Right. right? When, or inside of us. Yeah, or inside of us. That's the a great point. everything, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, talking from my experience, you know, Christmas for my family was hard for a while because in the Christmas of 2000, how old am I? Four. Christmas of 2004. Math. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so bad at math. Um, Me too. But long story cut really short, I almost died that Christmas. Mm. I was in a really bad snowmobile accident. I was 11 and yeah, like parents were told I was going to die. Walked out of the hospital on Christmas Day. Um, and it was like super traumatizing for our family. So mm. like... Every Christmas after that, for the next like five years, my grandpa would like call us and just like be crying because he'd be remembering the whole experience. Oh, yeah. So (laughs) Christmas carried a lot of just like pain for us for a while. Right. And I know that's it's that for there's a lot of people where they feel that, too. So just part of going into this conversation, I just want to try to acknowledge as many people as we can. Yeah. That. There's, you know, maybe you're in this place of just feeling overwhelmed of busyness and responsibility. Like maybe you're a single parent, maybe, mm-hmm. um, you're not a single parent, but you still carry a lot of responsibility and yeah. you have a family and all, all this stuff that's really chaotic for the year. Or maybe there is a traumatizing event that happened around Christmas. Maybe you lost somebody, mm-hmm. you know, I want all of these, I'm saying all of these cause I want you to be seen and I want you to know that this conversation's for you. Yeah. Um, if you're feeling like any of those things or anything close to it, like yeah. we can't call out every single scenario, but I mean, I want to call out each of these yeah. so that you know that this is for for you. And what you're feeling and experiencing is valid. Totally. Like we don't want to discredit any totally. of that, right? Uh, what we want to talk about is really what God says um, be, because we know our God is a God of peace, right? Mm-hmm. Um, our God is a God of, of, of joy. Our God is a God who wants to bring stillness to us, right? That that verse, be still and know that I am God, is, is God speaking to these people um, saying, hey, be still and know that I am God. So, uh, and what I also love is that we have a God who, who is not, um, how do I say it? Not absent or not, um, unknown to, to the craziness, to the emotions, the things that are carried in this world, right? Jesus walked on this earth fully man, meaning he experienced the same things that, that we did. And so, so we don't want to invalidate. So what you're feeling is real. Um, and we want to maybe try and offer some, some points to, to show who God is and where, where he's at, right? Like to, to walk towards him and, things that we're still figuring out, yeah. um, but some things that have helped us right yeah. in, in that regard as well. Yeah. Definitely. So I'm going to read um, a passage out of first Kings. That is um, a situation that can be really similar to a lot of this. Mm. Um, you have this guy named Elijah in first uh, Kings chapter 19. And he is um, in a lot of fear and chaos. When we enter into his story in first yeah. Kings 19, he is, um, there's someone named Jezebel who is, wants him dead and he's running away. That's the short version of it. If you want to know more, go read it. Okay. So he is, you know, first, of all, let me say this too. This dude is a man of God, prophet, all that stuff. And he's afraid. 
Okay. Yeah, like right before this, the story right before this, they were sitting there and <clears throat> they were like trying to say that Baal was the right God. And he was like, no, my God is the right God. And to prove that my God is the right God, how about we do this? Both set up altars. Whoever's God lights the altar on fire first, we'll do it. Yeah. And so they were, people danced for Baal. Nothing happened, right? He's like, oh, maybe your God is asleep, taunting, like, yeah. taunting them, right? Because he knew how big God was. And then afterwards, he was like, hey, <clears throat> why don't you do this? Even dunk my altar in water. Soak the wood in water. Put a, a water trough around uh, around this. That way, like, it seems like impossible, right? Then he prayed to God. God lit the thing on fire and was like, hey, no, I am God. I am bigger yeah. than Baal. I am bigger than any other quote-unquote God that you, little G right. God that you have. So, like, he experienced God's power. And experience literally God's the chapter before this. Yeah, literally the chapter before that. Experience God's power. Experience what mm-hmm. God can do. The people got angry that their God was their little G God was you know shown up because one he doesn't exist. Two, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And now they're chasing him away. And, and so even a man that just experienced the power of God is experiencing fear, chaos, and yeah. and trepidation yeah. as he's going through this. So like, it's even a cool backstory mm-hmm. as to where this comes from of where he finds himself now. Right. Right. Well, and and so that. Excuse me, and so that you know too, like I think it's easy to fall into these moments. Um, and this, are, this is specifically for people who do believe in Jesus. That, mm. like, you can feel like a bad follower of Jesus if you're experience. If you're like, oh, I'm fearful, or there's chaos, or this, this. I mean, I think this is a prime example of like, don't. I mean, it's a part of being human. It's a part of being human, and it actually creates some really cool op- opportunities for for God to show up in your story. Okay, so notice who this dude is that this is a dude that just experienced this crazy act of God. And now he's terrified for his life and he's running away and he's experiencing anxiety. He's experiencing all of this stuff. Okay. So we're going to hop into, um, verse, um, verse nine of, of first Kings 19. Um, it says there, he came to a cave and he lodged in it. Behold, the word of the Lord came to him and, um, said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? He said, I have been very jealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the people of Israel have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. And he said, go out and stand on the mount before the Lord. Um, okay, so this is most likely like an angel speaking to him. Um, and so it says, and behold, the Lord passed by and a great and strong wind tore the mountains and broken pieces, the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind and after the wind an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake and after the earthquake a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. Then after the fire, the sound of a low whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And behold, there came a voice to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? Right. So God then speaks. So it's, it says there was this super powerful wind, so strong that this wind broke the rocks. And then there was an earthquake and then there was a fire. And then after all of that chaos ensued, after all that chaos he had been present for a while. He had, he had, he was sitting there, all the noise was over and then a whisper and he heard God in the whisper. Mm. Right. So when we're talking about be still and know, like this is a story that we want to reference. This is the idea, the concept that, that we're really going after right here is that, you know, a lot of us are wanting to hear, 
my child's crying. Hopefully you can't hear him in the mics. <laughs> but a lot of us want to have this moment where it's like, God, send a win, send fire, send an, or like send some big sign, whatever it is. When really light the altar on fire, yeah, yeah. light the altar on fire, like all this stuff. When really God's just speaking in a whisper, but we're not able to slow down enough to hear him or to experience that stillness. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we we live in a culture today where the noise is different, right? We, um, I mean, I look at my phone and I get 70 notifications, 70 plus notifications a day, depending on the day. And, and that's light for some people, I understand. Wow, um, dude, um, just going to sit here and flex on us like Not that? at all. That is, Jeez, gosh, okay. I have nothing. Um, be like Mason. No, please don't. Uh, <laughs> but, but all I have to say, like, I have a lot of noise, right? There's it's, it's, it's clutter. And the notifications I should, when we talk about them, like it's, it's two, three people I text, right? My fiance, um, you occasionally, uh, a couple other people, uh, but then it's Instagram or a, a yeah, couple times right. or, or even the bigger notifications of, uh, Hey, target has a sale, right? Here's the, uh, the app that just notified me or whatever, whatever little thing, like it's not, not anything fun, but it's noise. It's things that come in, things that, that blow up, um, on my phone. And really when we look at those, right, we talk about distractions in our life. We talk about distractions in our work life, our distractions from our family, distractions from our, our marriage, whatever it may be. It's those little things that provide noise because that's one extra thing I'm thinking about. That's one extra thing I'm, I'm adding to my list. And especially with the holidays, every company is trying to get you to, to go to buy. And, and, and more so than that, they're, they're using, I mean, I just got my degree in psychology. They're using psychological methods to try and do this. Right. Um, Think about the the jewelry um, ads you may see on TV, right? Uh, oh, it, well, they may not come out and say it, but they're going to basically make you feel like you're a terrible husband or a terrible um, partner if you don't buy your partner XYZ jewelry. Or, right. um, hey, now's the best time to buy a car because your partner is going to love you even more for it, right? Whatever it may be, there's, there's extra um, no, And then all of a sudden that causes noise in your own brain of, well, does my partner actually love me? Do they actually want this? Is this something they, they care about? If I buy this, are they going to love me more? Whatever it may be, right? So my point being like, we talk about the noise in our life, right? God used very simple things of wind and fire, which which caused great noise to show just how distracting the noise can be. And often God's not in the noise, yet we allow the clutter and the noise of this world to flood our brain and then also to fuel our emotions, to fuel our our um, direction really of where we go next because we are um, chasing, uh, trying to fix and trying to calm whatever noise there may be. Right. We're, we're like firefighters with a, a, a water gun trying to put out the water and it's not working. Right. right? right, right. But we're trying to. Well, yeah. And it's something else that I, and maybe, maybe this could be a part of another conversation that, but it, this, this has come up a couple times in conversations I've had recently where it's so easy like in our culture too, to to have a victim mindset and a victim approach. Mm. And the reason I say that is because like we have it, like because there's so much going on in our society, we, it, it's easy to just let things like put up our sails and just let things take us yeah. wherever, right? Yeah. Like, like similar to what you're saying, like I'll, I'll go on, Dude, I, <laughs> this is actually really funny because I have a, just such a prime example of this. <laughs> Love it. Um, I just bought a clothes steamer. 
Oh, nice. Great deal. Does it work? I don't know. Okay. It's in a box still. It All came right, in cool. today. Good to know. But Let us um, know. I was on Facebook just mindlessly scrolling, and then I saw an article that was like top 20 Amazon deals right now. I, I love those like, articles. I was like, eh, sounds interesting. I got nothing else to do. So I clicked on it, and I scrolled down, and I was like, oh, a steamer. Like, we don't, we have an iron, but no ironing board. Oh, yeah. So I was like, and I like steamers better. Like, sometimes I have to wear dress shirts and suits, and I think steamers are, like, way easier than ironing. So I was like, well, that's interesting. So I clicked that, pulled up Amazon. And then I was like, 22 bucks. Oh, that's not bad at all. nothing. Four and a half star reviews with, like, 30,000 purchases. And Amazon gets like no questions asked returns, right? Yeah, right. Dude, their return method is great. I have a truck bed cover that's too big, so I got to return it. Just got to drop it off. Anyway, that's a side note. Yeah. But like I went from working to buying a steamer in like within 10 minutes. Yeah. But that's just like, <laughs> dude, I, and I say that because that's the whole, like I put up a sale and I just like let it, it take me wherever, right? It right. just it just knew the article I wanted. It knew this and knew this, and but that's such like it's such we we fall into like this victim approach where it's like we're just gonna let the things around us happen to us. Yeah, and I'm not gonna fight it. I'm not gonna fight back. It's it's just gonna happen to me. Yeah, and whatever happens happens. But then there's that that back end mindset of of once that happens, once you follow those trails oh, crap, I've let things go too far. Now I have this little time to get stuff done, so now I'm panicking because I haven't done the things I needed, maybe not the things I needed to do, but the other things that maybe you don't need to do also pile on top of that, right? Like, because you just let yourself go with whatever the noise that that you followed at that time, now you're sitting there in panic because sometimes the things that needed to be done aren't being done. Increased anxiety, increased chaos across the board. Yeah. So now we're in this place of more chaos. Yeah. Right. It's just, it's an endless cycle, right? It is. You might start the next day getting some of those things done that you're behind on. And then same thing happens again. Yeah. Fall back into social media, fall back into scrolling through Amazon, right? Whatever it is. The the worst thing for me is like, I sit there and so I organize my, my work emails, um, by topic, but then also with tabs in Google of like needs to be addressed, right? Needs to be addressed means I need to do it today. Um, but then, I do the same, I fall in the same trap and then I don't do it. And then the next day I come in and I've got the 60 emails I got to answer. And then I've, I go start my day, but just by filtering like, Hey, needs to be addressed. So now my needs to be addressed went from the, the stuff that was done yesterday on top of what has to be done today. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm sitting there stressed and panicking of, Oh my gosh, what am I doing? Like, yeah, yeah. but, but it, but it's because I, I fell into noise. I fell into to chaos. I fell into things that just weren't what I was supposed to be doing. Right. right? Like, and, and this is the thing is like, and you don't have to do that, right? but we just do. We do right? it because the, like you said, that is the culture. That's the society we live in. It's like, I've got to make this, this social media post. I got to check the news. I've got to buy this thing for my family. I've got to buy these gifts. I got to start shopping for gifts. Like, yeah. And then I start shopping for, start shopping for myself and then I get stressed right. about not buying the gifts for other people. Dude. And then that was the thing too of like, and my wife's awesome. She is like not materialistic at all. She's very simple. She does not need things. But like that's a new thing for like when someone has a baby is like the dude's supposed to now there's push presents. Where you yeah. like 
buy a push and dudes are like buying like Land Rovers and stuff. What? Yeah. I'm like, and she like totally joking, but she was like, so did you buy the new Land Rover yet for my push present? And I'm like, that's so funny. Um, I had honey. I've never heard of that, but that is. Yeah. Wow. But like how ridiculous is it? So yeah. now you, you've got already a stressful situation, which is now with certain people like it. And again, it wasn't with us. Like we, aren't big into gifts and right, material right. stuff. Like we, we are very simple people, but for a lot of people like, well, okay. We are that, but I will be honest of like, I had a little self-imposed pressure of like, mm. it is a thing. See, it there's is that a fad. Too. It is. So there was a little we bit. We talk of, about that for a second afterwards, but yeah. 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 But there was a little bit of like self-imposed pressure. And then my wife was so good to be like, seriously, mm-hmm. like I don't, one, I don't want anything. Two, we share the same bank account, so I don't want to spend <laughs> right. money on my push present, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like there, there's, you know, that too of, of she relieved a lot of that pressure. But again, you get people already a stressful, chaotic situation. And then on top of it, it's like this random cultural thing that was just like, oh, mm. shoot, now I have to buy her a push present. Yeah, and I, and I think like what we can talk about the uh, the – self-imposed as well because i think even the Mm self-imposed it is obviously you have a choice to put that on yourself or not Mm -hmm. but that does stem also from the things that we that we experience right a lot of the self-imposed isn't necessarily just because we thought of it randomly but rather because Mm -hmm. we saw it right and we think oh my gosh i have to do this because xyz happened right Right. uh i think about proposals and or promposals Mm -hmm. one if you're in high school and you're listening do not do a promposal. <laughs> yeah. Real story, real fast of my life. If you want to know this, I was proposing, promposing to this person in high school. Uh, her name was Reese. And I had a sign in front of the whole cafeteria that said, Reese, I'd be in pieces if you didn't go to prom with me. And I had a gigantic <laughs> bag of Reese's pieces, right? Cheesy, corny, oh. stupid. Uh, Reese and I were good friends. I misinterpreted things, whatever it may be, right? Uh, not only did she say no, but then she shared the bag of racist pieces with the no. whole cafeteria. Oh, I thought you were going to say that another dude asked her oh, and then no. she shared it with him or something. No, the whole cafeteria. <laughs> but then someone I like barely knew was like, Hey, you want some racist pieces there? This, this girl is just <laughs> passing them around. I'm like, yeah, I do actually. Yeah. So I like ate them. But the point being like, don't do that. But the self, but even then like that's the, the self-imposed, I feel like I have to do this because I, I am seeing that other people are doing these things. Proposals, right? Getting bigger and grander. If you want to do a big and grand proposal, great, do it. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Right. But don't put the self-imposed expectation, right? Have the conversations with, with your fiance, whatever that may be. But the self-imposed expectations, why do we have those? We have those because we see other people doing those things and we we don't we don't want to be less than, right? We don't want to be um, lower than. And and so part of it is a pride aspect as well. And I can't, I can't take that seriously anymore. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's just being so frustrating. (laughs) And then it got to the point of being distracting and, oh, I was, if, I'm sorry. I was trying to open my drink and I couldn't figure it out. And it was the most complicated thing. I like sitting uh, there. He's like looking me deep in the eyes. I'm making this point. And <laughs> he's making the point. I thought it'd be quick and easy. And then, it, and then I couldn't get it. And then I looked at him well, like this sad puppy dog look that he couldn't get it. <laughs> oh, what is oh. going on with this? 
Banter. Banter. But anyways. We need that button, man. But yeah, we do. Maybe I'll make one in editing, but we'll find that out later. Um, But again, the self-imposed, right? The self-imposed expectations, they can come from a place of... Um, we see what happens around us, but we see what happens around us because it's, it's noise. It's, it's loud stuff coming in of people trying to say, look at me, look how big and great I am. And then you feel like you have to try and match that. Right. Right. How, and, uh, and, and again, I don't want to negate that. How real is that feeling? Mm -hmm. How real is that feeling of saying, I have to try and match this. Mm -hmm. I can, I can tell you, I felt it when, um, and I know my fiance listens to this podcast and so she's going to hear this too, but but how real did I feel that when I was buying her engagement ring, mm. right? Looking at these rings that I see on the on the uh, commercials about people buying propo- like TV commercials. Yes, I still watch TV with commercials sometimes. Um, <laughs> just when we're watching football. Just when we're watching football. But like, or, or or you see it on a TV show, right? The Hallmark movies, prime example. They have this gigantic ring, right? But my fiance, love her. She was like, she she kept telling me how simple she wanted how 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 minimalistic she wanted what she wanted is what mattered right and then the ring i got her is the exact ring she wanted it wasn't anything um, outrageous it wasn't anything outside of my means it wasn't anything that i uh sat there and stressed over because she poured words into that to calm that self-doubt to calm that that um self-imposed uh need to try and match of this is what i want i just want to know like i love you i know that you love me and I want yeah. that ring to reflect that, right? That, that was it. It was that, it was that simple. And so, but, but again, I allowed the noise and the, the extra things to, to put on self-imposed expectations. Yeah. And obviously we're talking from our own experience, which is a dude's perspective. Right. All of those things have the other side of hundred percent other side of the experience for the other side of the relationship. So just to point that out, if we're not, looking to exclude that experience because there's, there's the same thing in a different way is happening on the other side as well of that that experience. So, and and I I would say females have way different expectations and way harder ones. Yeah. Right. Um, take, for example, you walk into a room, just take a second to watch, right? Females walk in first female that you see, they look at the person, the new female that just walked in, look her head to toe up and down. Why? Because they're, they're, they're putting themselves up against that person. Right. Um, I mean, that's not every female, but yeah, right, a majority right, of, right. right. Like, uh, and I've watched it and it, I, I've seen it happen with the youth that ha- that are in my youth group. Right. I've seen that happen. They, they size themselves I was gonna say, up. You, you really see it at that age because it's, it's like wild, man. I think a lot of women grow up and mature out of that. Some, not all do. Some right, right. Don't, some do, right? some don't. Right. But you see it especially at that age of wild, like the peak of comparing yourselves to people for guys and gals, and it's dangerous. Like it doesn't, it doesn't do anything. It just adds more stress and it adds more. I have to try and be as good as, if not better than that person. Mm-hmm. You're ignoring completely what God says, and you're comparing yourself to that person. Yeah. And comparison is the thief of joy. Mm-hmm. Comparison is the thief of joy. Mm-hmm. It is. Who said that? I don't know. Because I love that quote, and I don't remember who said it. I want to look it up. Because once you said that, I was like, who said that? And it's driving me crazy. Because I, I had that quote. I have I had that quote written on my calendar in my office for probably a good year and a half. Um, 
Comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah, that's so good. And that's so true. We're going to wait till he finds out who said that. Um, Maybe. Theodore, Theodore Roosevelt. Comparison is the thief of joy attributed to President Theodore Roosevelt. Huh. I wonder if I read it somewhere. Anyway, yes. Um, thank you for bringing that quote forward because that's so good. That's so freaking good. Um, yeah. So then what's the solution? Right, we yeah. talked about the problem. We talked about where we come from, about the busyness, the crazy. We've even kind of rabbit trailed a little bit into some extra sides of busyness, but but what's the solution, right? What, how do we find ourselves sitting there and, 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 and listening to what God says and say, be still and know that I am God, right? How do we do that? Yeah. I mean, it's a matter of taking control, right? Like mm. the way you, that you stop being a victim is, is like you, you start to, to, um, take a level of control in your life. Right. Yeah. I um, was talking to a buddy of mine um, and he's, he's younger. I mean, he's young twenties and we went to this guy's night at our church and, and he, one of the questions, it was like a Q and a that they asked all the women in the church to ask. And like women asking guys questions. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. The women were cool. there, but it was the dudes. They had a panel of dudes answering it for all the dudes. Oh, that's like cool. The questions from the women. Yeah, it was cool. really cool. Super awesome. Um, and it was cool. They had a range of guys. They had a younger single yeah, yeah. guy. They had a young married guy. They had an old married guy. And so it was a good array of, of guys. But one of the questions was like, why are men afraid to like make the first move and ask girls out? Uh, <laughs> I don't remember the guy's answer, but I remember talking to my buddy afterward. <laughs> um, yeah, it wasn't important. Let's say key joke. Men are afraid of women. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might have said that actually. Yeah. I don't know. But beside the point. Sorry, yeah, continue. Yeah. But um fear of rejection, obviously he said that. But I was talking to my buddy afterwards and he was like, honestly, he said, the there's a fear of like actually liking her enough to fall in love and want to get married because so many marriages fail. Like that's wow. how complex his thought process was. Wow. Was like, I have seen so many marriages fail that I don't want to have a failed marriage. I'm afraid of having a failed marriage. So I'm not even re- willing to take the first step of dating yeah. or there's fear of even taking that first step of asking a girl out to a yeah. date, which is deep social wounds. <laughs> yeah. Like and, and relational cultural relational like but like culture on a broad scale mm. wounds right that our divorce rate is having that kind of effect on the young men and women in our society um but he he said that right he, he was like I'm afraid of you know he's like it's it's 50% you know it's 50-50 whether my marriage makes it or not mm. you know but we had a conversation, I guess I talked to him about it of like, that is a, a victim mindset Yeah, where it's like, it I am, whatever happens to me is dictated by the statistics. It's 50, 50, like, and that is the reality. Like I have no say over it. It's 50, 50. If I'm chosen for the marriage to work, it'll work. If I'm not, then it won't. Right. Yeah. That's such a victim mindset. 
And so I just told him like, dude, like those stats are real for me and my wife. Yeah. Right. But like, we don't, we don't read the stats. We just choose to love each other every single day. And divorce is not a part of our vocabulary. We're loyal to each other. We're faithful. We're honest. We love each other, which is sometimes hard being real, like sometimes hard, but we choose to take it into our own hands and do the things to have a successful marriage. that doesn't end in a divorce. Yeah. You know, and it's the same thing. Like I've started a couple businesses. Like that's what I do on the side. And I told him like, you know, if I, if I made my career path based on statistics, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing because more businesses right. fail than they do succeed. Yeah. And he was like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense, right? But right. I'm like, I wasn't going by the statistics. I was going by my confidence and my ability to do what it takes to yeah. succeed, right? So with that mindset, I want to take that and turn it towards this of, you know, we are not just, just, here walking around hoping just without having any like Mm. active part, hoping that God just sends wind earthquake and fire um, to get our attention. Right. We have to take it on ourselves to climb the mountaintop, go to a place where it's, it's us and you can choose to be still Mm. and, experience the whisper that is God's voice. Yeah. And I think that's the, that's the, the part of it of, you know, we, we can take that step because guess what? God already took that step, right? Um, it's not that he's asking us to do anything out of the, out of the realm of, of what he's already done. In fact, he did, he did more than what we have done. He came down on this earth and all he's asking us to do is to, to be still, to stop, to, to remove the distractions, to stop looking at other things, to stop allowing that noise to influence our life and and instead turn to him intentionally go to him. I I, I'm preaching on, on Sunday on, uh, we're going through Advent and joy. We're talking about, um, which the passages I have to talk about is, uh, with, and and get joy is fascinating, but it's joy in there. There's joy in there beside the point, but it it points to the the queen of Sheba, right? Mm -hmm. The queen of Sheba came to Solomon, Solomon, uh, when, when, um, God spoke to Solomon and Solomon spoke to God. Uh, he said, ask for anything. And Solomon asked for wisdom. One, that's wisdom right there. Really cool. Mm-hmm. But two, God gave him wisdom. And he Solomon was known as, known as one of the wisest people to ever walk the earth. And the queen of Sheba came to Solomon uh, to know and to, to, to ask that wisdom. Um, and she, it says that she asked all the questions on her heart, meaning hard questions, easy questions, the questions that don't make sense to people. Uh, but when she was answered those questions, then she turned to God and praised God. But what do we see about her heart? She she intentionally turned and looked and said, I have these questions. I have things that are happening. Yeah. I don't understand these. I am a queen and I have everything. Yet this man still draws my attention. Why? And she intentionally went to that man. And why? Because that Solomon had the Lord, the spirit of the Lord over him. The Solomon was pointing back to God. But the point being, we should take the heart like the queen of Sheba and say, yeah. there's all this noise. There's all this stuff around me. There's all this craziness around me. I need to go to God. Yeah. I need to turn to him. Yeah. I don't understand it. I have hard questions and, and maybe the answer I want isn't the answer I'm going to get, but I'm still going to take it to God. I'm going to, I'm going to climb that mountain and, and, and take that time to, to intentionally spend time with him. And I think that's something that is even modeled by Jesus, right? Yeah. Intentionally spending time with the God. When we look at 
at Mark one thirty five, it says, uh, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him, and when they found him, they exclaimed, everyone is looking for you. And Jesus replied, let us go to somewhere, somewhere else, to, to the nearby villages, so we can preach there also. That is why I've come. Wow. Totally missed a period there. Uh, let us go back to the nearby villages so that I can preach there also. That is why I've come. So we've traveled throughout Galilee, preaching in this, their synagogues and driving out demons. Jesus was surrounded by people constantly asking for healing, asking for, for things. But what does it say he did in the very early in the morning? He got up and he went to a solitary place to pray. Before the noise hit, before the craziness hit, before the rest of the world hit, he prayed. Before the cross, before he went in and, and gave up his life willingly on the cross, he went to the Mount of Olives by himself. There were three disciples with him, but he, he left them at a certain spot and went on further and intentionally sought his father and said, God, if it's your will, let it pass. But if it's your will, I'll still walk in this, right? Yeah. I'm paraphrasing that scripture, but... But the point being, he went to a solitary place to find God. He, he knew that the noise was there. He knew that the things were coming. He knew what was around him, yet he intentionally went to try and find God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that's, again, that's the big thing, right, is the verse, you know, be still and know that I am God, is not let stillness happen to you, mm. hope that it occurs, and then see what happens. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> right. It's not, you know, hopefully at some point stillness just overtakes you and, you know, you have a cool experience. Hope that happens for you. Right. Like it's be, be still. Right. So take the action of put up your phone, sit down. One thing I like to do is both feet on the floor, mm. be grounded. Yeah. Take some deep breaths, right? Some breathing exercises are great. You know, I, there's a lot of physical, like, things you can do yeah, to yeah. just benefit that. Like, close your eyes, deep breath, feet on the ground. Like, those are a lot of things that, that I do just to help give people some more practical things. But things that I do that really help me to just, like, slow down. If, like, I am sitting and I am sitting down to read scripture or to pray like I kind of have a little warm up phase of like yeah. just get, getting, like getting myself ready, ready checking in with myself, like all of these things of just being still. Um, but then it also says in know that I am God. Right. And you might be listening to this and be like, okay, well, what if I don't know he is yeah. God? What if I don't know God? What if I don't know? Like, that's Okay. Take this step, and, and the, the thing I did, and we've talked about this in previous episodes, the thing I did that d just changed my whole perspective was didn't ask God for anything, didn't ask a lot of questions. I just entered in gratitude and just thanked yeah. him for what he's he's done for me. Right. I just thanked him for my house. I thanked him for my family. I thanked him for work. I thanked him for food on the table. I thanked him for us having enough money to survive. I thanked him for... Like just went down the list every single yeah. day. And then as I went down that list every single day, then I started to see God more throughout my day, mm. you know, and then that brought up questions. So then I started asking God those questions and it just drove our relationship 
deeper, right? Yeah. But it took a stillness and gratitude to get to this place of, of knowing who God is, right? Yeah. Um, so that's just another practical thing that, that I would encourage um, for people listening, whether you have this, you know, huge faith in Jesus and you really believe him and, and you're solid in that or you're unsure or you don't even believe in him at all. Like this is good for you, whether you believe yeah. in Jesus or not. Yeah. So try it. You know, yeah. that's like my big thing is like, what do you have to lose? <laughs> try you know? it, right? Five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day. Like you're not going to get anything done and now you're going to scroll Instagram. So yeah. trust me, I know that's what I do. Yeah. Which a huge thing that's actually helped me. This is another like super practical thing that hopefully is beneficial to you. Like, I, on occasion, like during weekdays, like I'll delete social media apps off my phone. Yeah. I don't delete my account. I just delete the apps. Yeah. And it's awesome. Reduces the noise. Yeah. It reduces the noise. It's something I can do. Yeah. I got to like download them later, which actually keeps me off of a meeting longer. Right. Because I'm like, I don't want to download it. <laughs> right. Like, sign back in and all that stuff. Right. But that's something that's like helped me increase my productivity in my life. Like just talking day-to-day productivity, day-to-day success. Like that's something I, I am a huge advocate of and I'm not right. anti-social media, right. but I'm pro reduce the time yeah. during the day. If you're trying to be successful, well, I think even these companies know the importance of, of solitude, like whatever that there's a documentary that talked about the people that invented a lot of like the like button, the people that made the like button on Facebook, whatever, maybe whatever that documentary was, but Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, what I was that called? I can't remember the name of it. It was on Netflix, but yeah. Um, yeah. Social. No, I can't remember. Uh, it. Oh, I want to know. I want to remember. You looked that up while I talk about this, okay. but but the point of it is like our phones allow us to set and schedule specific times of they block out every single notification. So why don't we use that? Mm-hmm. And this is a different topic we can spin off to another day, but it's because the fear the of social out. dilemma, the social dilemma. That's, That's what, it what it was. The social dilemma. But okay. again, Sorry. our phones and stuff allow us the chance to block those out. So let's utilize those, right? Mm-hmm. One of the best things that I'm doing and it, and it sounds crazy, but, but it has allowed me to slow my brain down and get better sleep, get better rest and feel less stressed in the morning. Instead of doom scrolling my phone uh, at night, I've put it away and I'll read three chapters of a book. Mm. Right. Yeah. Why? Because yeah, my brain is still working. It's, but it's imagining what's being said. I'm reading the book Dune, right? The 1965 novel Dune. Um, I'm a nerd. (laughs) It's fantastic. But again, I don't get the noise. I don't get yeah. the the blue screen that's driving my brain with the dopamine hits left and right. Right. I'm 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 sitting there and trying to be still. And then when I wake up in the morning, I'm already more still than I was if I was just right. scrolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's easier to slip into, okay, I'm gonna take some time, mm. breathe and rest and know that he is God and spend time. Uh, it's like momentum, right? Yeah. Like you're building that momentum, the, the restful momentum at night. Yeah. And then it carries into the morning because when you're, you're doom scrolling at night, you wake up. First thing you want to do is go on it, pick up your phone and exactly. check and see what's going on. Like follow up with what happened, you know, the night right. before, um, which is huge. Also, what's a full night's sleep like? It's awesome. Oh, dude. I have uh, a, I have a dog. And so the most, like the worst is that if I give him some bacon from the night before, he wakes up with spicy diarrhea and then I'd take him <laughs> out. But like, that's like once every quarter, oh, maybe. Dude. That is no matter how much you try to enjoy it. When you have a kid, you just realize how much you take that for granted. <laughs> oh my gosh, man. 
I, I was thinking today, I was like, I, at one time, at one point in my life, very recently, this year, said I was tired from because I slept too much. Mm. Said I just got too much sleep last night. I'm so tired today. And now I just, just would love to go back in time and just beat the crap out of that guy. Like, <laughs> I just, oh, that would be, oh, it's just crazy, That's man. That's wild. It is, it is crazy. It, you know, shout out to my parents out there. Not my parents. Well, my parents too, but other parents out there. Parents in general. Just parents. Mason doesn't know yet. He's no a dog idea. parent, which is awesome. Not the same. It's not the same though. It's fun. It is fun. We got a little pup. Don't, don't get a bird dog if you have an apartment. <laughs> I love my bird dog. Yeah. He's wild. Also great barbecue. Yeah. Bird dog. But anyways. As we wrap this up, right? This is the part of the banter. As we wrap this up, right? Again, we don't want to minimalize, not minimalize, minimize. I don't know English. We don't want to minimize. minimize. (laughs) (laughs) We don't want to minimize the the grief, the strife, the hurt, the struggle that people go through, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, there are people that stay awake at night because they don't know how to pay their next bill, right? None of that is, is what we're saying. Like, isn't real. That it's not, it's not a problem. Um, we understand that you want to have good Christmases for your kids, for your relatives, for the people that you want to be around. The The Christmas parties are good things to go to, right? To be engaged with certain people. It sucks that the sun goes down at 1.30 in the afternoon now, but right, whatever it may be, right? Whatever's causing that extra strife, whether it be work, personal, uh, self-imposed, it doesn't matter. The point of it is, right? We don't want to minimize that. What we're trying to point to and what we're trying to say is what helps is by being still and knowing that he is God. The last thing I'll say on that passage is that is a verse that was written by people. They're called the sons of Korah. They were people that loved the Lord, that loved God with all their heart. And and, and in the nation of Israel, they were people that followed God's law really well, really perfect. Like they were, they were known for that. God looked at them as, as, as some righteous people, as people that would have followed him. And when the nation of Israel was scattered, they had to be scattered as well. And, and so God is speaking to these people that are in a moment of strife, a moment of confusion is why did we get scattered? Why are we not in our home? I miss our home. I miss worshiping in the house of the Lord, these kinds of things. And yet he gives this imperative of, yes, this is happening, but be still and know that I am God. Yeah. doesn't take away what's happening. It doesn't always yeah. take away and make things an instant fix, but man, it makes your soul better. Yeah. It, it makes it, it makes it, easier to get through it makes it makes an anchor that you can hold on to that that when the wind when the things are just going crazy and you feel like you're in a tornado mm-hmm. that you have an anchor that is that is god and then mm-hmm. and that it that an anchor that is his that, wow can't speak anymore an anchor that is him that you you yeah. can you can know that he is god he is good he is faithful he brings peace and joy even in the midst of chaos yeah, yeah. no that's good and i don't have anything to add to that i mean it's those moments of just silence and peace of with God is just the best. And, yeah. and it's on you. Make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, God's not going to walk through your door and strap you to a chair <laughs> and say, <laughs> <"Sit silence!" out."> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not going to happen. Like you, you've got to make that choice and, and set that time. Right. If you have to put it in your calendar, put it in your calendar. That's how I like, that is how I am. I, I'm such a busy person. But yeah. I put it in my calendar and I block it off, and it it it's helpful for me. Yeah. Um, 
you know, so there's no shame in that. So, no, not at all. Um, yeah. So we appreciate you stopping by and, and being here as we come back. Um, if nothing I said made sense, it's because I haven't been sleeping. So you know what? Just pretend like it did. Send us a Instagram message and just be like, wow, you're so great at talking when you're exhausted. So uh, speaking of which, um, go follow our Instagram. And if you have any questions or topics that you want us to talk about, um, you can send that to our email or our Instagram, or if you just have prayer requests, you can send yeah. it there as well. Our, our Instagram handle is at two, the spelt out word two, T-W-O, two idiots in Jesus. And then our email is pastorsbanterinjesus at gmail.com, all spelled out. And we would love to pray for you. And if there's a specific topic, we would love to talk about what... Mm the questions that you have, what yeah. you're wanting to know. I mean, those are the yeah. things that we would really love to be talking and about. And you can remain anonymous. Your yeah, name won't absolutely. be known, right? Well, but we can talk about it and, and help yeah, answer yeah, those yeah. In, in that way. Cause I guarantee you, if you have that question, somebody else does. Yeah, as well, exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Total. You are anonymous. We're not going to blast your, your stuff out there. So the word in your sleep deprived brain that I could see you searching for was anonymity. That is <laughs> dude. <laughs> 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 I like looked at his face and it like, I could see the brain trying to fire. Like, like that's, that's, <laughs> that's the way to end it right there. Right. Oh man. That's amazing. I'm more like, I'm more just like blown away that you saw that and knew that. Cause I was, I was like, anonymous. <laughs> it's yep. like Saw it. all that all that happened all that went through second. my mind and i was like what is that word and then you were like wow way. that was cool yeah. well so hey we always end with prayer and you want to pray for us yeah i'd love to so all right lord we thank you for um the ability you've given us um to do this thank you for everything you provided for us to be able to do it the microphones the sound setup um voices that work voice boxes that work um every single piece of it that you have put in front of us to be able to talk about this message and your message is not an accident and the ability that the person for the person on the other end who is listening ears to hear a device a platform to listen on everything has been orchestrated by you for them to be in this moment and to hear this and we thank you for that god you are so good and we don't want to miss that we don't want to overlook it and we thank you for your goodness and and everything that you have just done in this moment and so we just pray for everyone who's listening to this that this would sink in that this would ring true um to that, that there would be something that sparks inside of them when they hear about this stillness and about knowing you that there there's a craving that happens and I just pray that they would take the opportunity to um, take the action and and step in and, and sit down and, and just be in silence and and sit and be still with you and see what happens um, God you're not gonna sh- come up short um, you're gonna you you always meet your promises Um and we thank you for that. So, Lord, we, um, I can, I, I just can't say it enough, Lord. We have so much gratitude for, for what you do for us. And we love you. And we pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. All right. All right. Until we are not going to release an episode on Christmas Day. It'll be like a snippet. Yeah. We'll have like a little snippet on Christmas Day. We're not going to have a full episode. 
Um, and then January 1st will be our next full episode. Yep. So we'll see you for a full episode in two weeks um, with a little little snippet next week. If you want to hear a little Christmas snippet on your Christmas day. <laughs> little Christmas snippet. I need to go to sleep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And signing oh, out. Peace out, Girl Scout. <laughs>